Estás escuchando el podcast de Icono en Madrid, una comunidad multietnica, multigeneracional y misional de personas que buscan amar a Dios completamente, a sí mismas correctamente y a los demás con compasión. Este es el mensaje del domingo pasado. Hey, what's happening, Icono family? My name is Pastor Derwin, and on behalf of Miss Vicky, on behalf of Transformation Church, your sister church in Indian Land, South Carolina, we want to tell you that we love you, that we are so proud of you, and we are thankful for your pastors, Joel and Ami, and it's just amazing uh, what Jesus has done through Icono in the beautiful city of Madrid, and we cannot wait to come and see you in person. Um, as you know, um, Joel is taking some time off to recover and to recharge, and so he asked me if I would share a message with you. And as I've been praying, um, Galatians 2.20 has just continued to come to mind. And what I want to do is I want to share with you three important gospel realities that will transform not only our lives, but how we see God, how we see ourselves, but then how we see our neighbors. And it'll motivate us to want to reach them with this incredible good news of the gospel. But before I dive in, will you pray with me? Let's pray. Um, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would open the eyes of our hearts, that we would see Jesus, that we would see how loving he is, how kind he is, how beautiful he is, how great he is, how gracious he is, how truthful he is, how faithful he is, how remarkable he is, that we would just be overwhelmed with his beauty and goodness. We bring you our hurts, our fears, our pains, We bring them and we put them in a tomb that's empty and we walk out of that tomb with you in resurrection, life, and power. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. So I'm gonna read Galatians 2.20 and it reads this way. The Apostle Paul is speaking to followers in Jesus in Galatia. Galatia was this um, area of the Greco-Roman world where there were Jews and Gentiles who followed Jesus as Messiah. So you had ethnically Jewish people, then you had all the diversity of Gentiles. So it was a multi-ethnic congregation. So they were learning how to live together as the people of God. And the Apostle Paul says this. He says, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in a body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for Me. And so I want to look at three gospel realities of this text. And these three gospel realities are three things that every single human being needs. The moment that we are born to the moment that we die, we need these three things. The first thing we need is love. Um, everybody wants to be loved. We, we have been created For love. Not only do, do we want to be loved, but we also want to have significance. We, we want to know that our life matters. 
And then third, not only do we need love and significance, but we actually need life. Uh, Breathing and moving is different than what the Apostle Paul describes as life or living. In the Greek language, there's bios, which is biological life, and then there's zoe, which is God's kind of resurrection life, that salvation, when we come to Jesus, is actually being transferred from death into life or resurrection life. God is so generous. God is so kind that he wants to share his eternal life with us. And so we are on this quest for love. We are on this quest for significance and we are on a quest for life. So we're gonna look at Galatians 2.20, but we're gonna start at the end first. The Apostle Paul is telling the multi-ethnic church in Galatia, and he's telling us, and he's telling me, he's saying this, that the God who loves me, um, our parents will love us, our spouses will love us, our kids will love us sometimes, Uh, People around us will love us, and and that is a good kind of love, and we need that kind of love, but the ultimate love that we were created for is the love that is eternal, and it's found in King Jesus. For me personally, my life was built upon this quest to be loved. My father wasn't involved in my life. I grew up as a stutterer. I grew up poor. I had low self-esteem. And so for me, playing sports, playing football, not, not soccer, but football where you run with it like we do in America, that kind of fo- football for me was really this quest about, will people love me? Will I be enough? And the reality is, is people cheered for me if I did well. And so it really wasn't love. It was more of, I'll like you if you do what I need you to do and help my team win. But we need a love that is unconditional love. And so the living God of the universe put this love-sized void in our souls that only he can fill. And because only he can feel it, he came to give it to us in the person of Jesus. And I want you to think about this. God's love doesn't start on the cross. God's love for you and for me. Let me say it again. God's love for you and God's love for me has always been in eternity. God has eternally loved you. You have always been on his mind. He has always desired to love you. There's not been a moment that he didn't know you, that he didn't think about you. You have eternally existed in his mind and his love has been set towards you. And that love played out in real time 2,000 years ago In the Middle East, in Israel, Jesus of Nazareth comes. And for 33 years, because he loves you, he lives a sinless life that you and I could never live. For 33 years, Jesus lives the perfect and beautiful life that God demands, that God requires, that God commands, because you and I could not. He was sinless because we could not be. And through faith in him, his sinless life is accredited to us. Think about everything that you've ever done that has been ugly and wrong. 
Well, when you ask God, does he remember it? He says, no. Why? Because everything that Jesus has done has been replaced with what you and I have done. So not only does he live a sinless life for us, but the sinless one goes to the cross to forgive us of our sins. God's forgiveness through the shed blood of Jesus means this, I love you enough to remove your guilt, to remove your shame, to remove your condemnation. Not only are you forgiven, but God's love declares you righteous. We are forgiven, we're righteous. He makes us holy, why? Because we couldn't do those things ourselves, so God actually does it for us in Christ Jesus. So not only does he live a sinless life, not only is he down the cross, but then when he's in the tomb through faith in him, his life is ours, his death is ours, and we're in the tomb with him. And when he raises from the dead, he brings us out of that tomb with him and he gives us his eternal kind of life. I'm going to explain that a little bit more in a moment, but just know, know this, that God's love towards you didn't start it eternally was. But you have to make a decision to believe it, to receive it. Wouldn't it be sad to have a, a billion dollars in the bank and all you got to do is go to the bank and get it? Well, you have a bank of love and all you got to do is go to Jesus to get it, to receive the riches of that mercy and that grace. And the more you understand his love, the more you will love him and you'll begin to love yourself and you'll begin to love your neighbor, upward, inward, outward. So the first gospel reality is that you're loved. The second gospel re 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 reality is this. You have significance. You, you matter. The world is better with you in it. How do I know? Well, because Galatians 2.20 says this, and he gave himself for me. Think about this. Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, God incarnate, the second person of the blessed Trinity, gave himself for you. That word gave himself for you is tied into the ancient Hebrew understanding of being redeemed. Redemption means this, that a person is freed or bought from slavery. Every human being that is born is born with this terminal condition called sin. We are, we are slaves to sin. We, we, we are slaves to death. And so what God does, not only does he live a perfect life, not only does he go to the cross, not only does he raise from the dead, but he says, I'm gonna set you free. I'm gonna purchase you, not with money, not with gold, not with diamonds, but with the precious blood of Jesus. So here's the question. How valuable must you be to Jesus for him to pay the ultimate price for you? So no matter what you accomplish in life, no matter what I accomplish in life, no matter how much money or how little money, no matter anything, what makes us significant is the fact that God himself and Christ gave himself for you. And so you don't need self-confidence. You don't need self-esteem. You now have God esteem, that God says you're valuable. God says you're worth it. God says that you matter. And that's not based on what you do. 
It's not based on what I've done. It's based on God himself saying, I am giving myself for you. So when you wake up in the morning and before you go to bed and all throughout the day, think about this. Not only am I love with a love that is unfailing, not only am I love with a love that'll never end, but my significance and my value was always determined because Jesus went to the cross and bled and died for me. I am significant based on what he did. So not only are we loved, not only are we significant, but lastly, we have life. The Apostle Paul makes one of the greatest statements in human history. He says, I no longer live, but, but Christ lives in me. But Christ lives in me. He says, I've been crucified with Christ. This is one of the beautiful realities of the gospel is Jesus transcends time and space. And somehow, some way, when we say yes to Jesus, we were on the cross with him. And the nature that we inherited from Adam that was sinful and spiritually dead was crucified with Jesus. But when he rose again on the third day, somehow, some way, his resurrection life is now in us. Econo Church, brothers and sisters, Christ lives in you. The one who walked on the Sea of Galilee lives in you. The one who flung the stars in the heavens lives in you. The one who healed the sick lives in you. The one who defeated sin and death lives in you. Christ is in you. You have life eternal. Eternal life is not just about when we die. Eternal life is God now living eternally in you. So what does that mean? New hopes, new possibility, new power to live, new power to forgive, new power to create, new power to think, new power to love. You become a new creation in Christ. And then lastly, you and I don't have to fear death. Because Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life, and whoever believes in me shall live. Do you believe this? So Econo Church, I've got good news for you. Here is the good news. The good news is this. You are loved in Christ. You are significant in Christ, and you have the life of Christ. Take this good news, tuck it in your heart, Hold on to it. Let it transform you to go into Madrid as missionaries and say to the people, the love you're looking for, I know his name. The significance you want, I know his name. And the life you've been created for, I know his name. And his name is Jesus. Will you pray with me? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for Econo Church and the great work that they're doing in Madrid. I pray that they would know that in Christ they are loved and significant and have eternal life in the power of Christ. May these truths give them hope and strength. 
And Lord, I pray for those who are listening that they may not have a relationship with Jesus. And today's the day to enter into relationship with him. You can actually know Jesus. You can actually be his friend. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that he is Lord, that he died on the third day and rose again, you will be saved. You will be rescued. Today is the day of your salvation. Don't just know about Jesus. Come to know Jesus. If that's you in the silence of your heart, I want you to say this to him. Today, King Jesus, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you died on that bloody cross in my place for me to forgive me, to make me righteous because you love me. And I believe that on the third day you rose again so that I could have eternal life in your family. I am a new creation and I choose to follow you all the days of my life. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you, O'Connell Church. Uh, this is Pastor Derwin. I love you. Vicki loves you. And Transformation Church loves you as well. Bye-bye. Gracias por escuchar estos recursos. Esperamos que te haya retado y motivado a vivir arriba, adentro y afuera. Recuerda que para conversar sobre estas ideas puedes participar en un icono grupo. Pásate por nuestra página web y encuentra más información. Icono.online